0: Welcome to the Daring DVM Podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, coaching, and your doctor brain to rewire your mind and get what you want in life. I am your host, Dr. Amy Grimm, veterinary life coach, life work alignment pro, and UC Davis Vet School grad. Hello, my wonderful Vet Med friends. And welcome to today's episode of the Daring Deviant Podcast. Today, I would like to give a special shout out to all of my fellow perfectionists. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Today, I want to share the secret to creating healthy habits that are sustainable, specifically for those of us with perfectionistic tendencies and all or nothing mentalities. I'm excited to talk to you about this. Because perfectionism is a deep rooted problem for so many of us with a doctor brain. Perfectionism is something I have struggled with for my entire life, and it's something that I didn't even realize was a problem until much later in life. I went through my childhood and my schooling thinking that it's super important to be a perfectionist, and that other people must be lazy or dumb or maybe not trying hard enough, or not care enough. And, oh man, if I could go back and talk to my past self about this, I would have a lot to say. And, in fact, I do have a lot to say, which is why I put together a few episodes on this topic, what I am calling the plight of the perfectionist. Do you guys remember the um, the song... I guess it's more like a musical piece, like an interlude called Flight of the Bumblebee. It was written by Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov as part of an opera. The piece is intended to musically evoke um, kind of the chaotic and rapidly changing flying pattern of a bumblebee. You know the one. Okay, so I know this is totally weird, but that's the kind of music when I think of my perfectionist mindset, which, I mean, it is kind of weird because the images of chaos and rapid change are typically more associated with someone who is unorganized or scattered. Whereas when we think of perfectionists, we typically think of someone who is more controlled and orderly. But what I would offer, and why this musical piece resonates with me, is that as a perfectionist, I oftentimes get caught up on the idea that something has to be perfect, and that when it's not going to plan, or when the result is messy, or when I think that it's not good enough, my brain freaks out, and it's like, fuck this shit, and immediately wants to stop, do something else, change direction, avoid the task, whatever. Because it's just not going as easily as I thought it would. And it's not going perfectly enough. So we have this all or nothing mentality. And then we think it's better to refocus and to try something else that we may be more perfect at. Because if we continue being unperfect at the thing that we are doing, then we'll have to face the reality that, surprise, surprise, we are imperfect. And other people will see that too. And then our brains are going to tell us a whole lot of negative stuff about not being good enough and how whatever we are doing is disappointing and other people are better. And then on top of this, we're going to judge ourselves for quitting. And then we're going to tell ourselves that we are being lazy or not holding ourselves accountable. And the list, it just goes on. So for me, I think of my brain as this like frantic, buzzing brain, and it's changing direction and panicking and trying to find something to be perfect at. And when I find something and then settle into it for a while, and the results are what I want and expect, then everything's great. And then inevitably, something changes, a circumstance in our life changes, something is out of our control, and fucks it all up. And now my little buzzing brain is spinning out of control again, and it's trying to find a way to be perfect again. An example of this would be when I look back and I think of all the types of things that I've started, like hobbies, projects, new skills, sports I've tried, and then just discarded along the way because I discovered that I wasn't going to be perfect at it or the best at it. And I think a huge realization for me was that I cannot be a perfect doctor. I cannot be a perfect vet. And that shit's fucking scary. Especially when you consider that in many cases, we are dealing with life and death. So yeah, I want to be perfect as a doctor, and I want my fucking treatment plan to be perfect, and I want that surgery to go perfectly, and I want the best outcome for my patient. But in reality, all I have is control over myself and how I show up. And even then, it doesn't mean that my actions will be perfect. And I think this type of perfectionism and the way of thinking really contributes to our anxiety as doctors, and also to those of us who think of ourselves as imposters. And what's worse is that it doesn't stop when we walk out the door at the end of our shift. It bleeds over into our personal lives. How many good relationships do you think you've lost because your partner wasn't perfect enough? There was something you considered as not good enough or imperfect in the relationship. And I'm not talking about getting what you want versus settling. I'm talking about you and your unrealistic expectations of what this person should be to you. Or how about for those of you who secretly judge or compare your child who doesn't get straight A's or who maybe isn't excelling at a particular sport? What about all the passions and hobbies that you've given up on because you couldn't be perfect at it? Perfectionism shows up in so many ways. It's a deep-rooted theme among us. And what I want to talk about today Is how perfectionism can sabotage us from developing healthy habits. I want to talk about what to do to help you overcome this and to start regaining control of what you want to do and what you want to create without the pressure of perfectionism. How can you do that and, quote unquote, enjoy the journey, enjoy the process, the experience, and actually create healthy habits that you follow through on instead of just giving up because of your all or nothing mentality. So you want to establish a healthy habit, don't we all? Maybe for some of you it's cooking dinner every night instead of grabbing fast food on the way home. Maybe it's doing 30 minutes of outdoor activity daily. Or how about getting in an evening run or doing an hour of yoga each morning, maybe reading one book a month, or spending three hours a week learning to play a new instrument. Whatever it is, you have a desire to create a habit or practice that will benefit you for the long term. And when you make this decision, you approach it from this perfectionistic, aspirational place where everything goes to plan and it all works out. It's like you're fucking delusional or something. You make this plan for your new goal, your new healthy habit, that has no relationship with how you're currently living your life. And you somehow think that you're going to use willpower or discipline to muscle through, and you will make this plan work come hell or high water. And this is tragically funny. It's not sustainable. Because the perfect plan that we've laid out for ourselves requires us to be a completely different person than we are now, in this moment, when we are making the plan. But when Monday comes around next week, I'm sure as hell going to expect myself to be perfect and be able to execute this plan perfectly. I mean, this is crazy, right? What a magnificent way to self-sabotage. So the concepts that will help you with this and what I want to teach you and that I hope you take away from this podcast today are one, have a backup plan. So when plan A inevitably doesn't work, you're already going to have plan B in place. And this will prevent you from sabotaging yourself with all or nothing thinking. And number two is establish your own minimum baseline and we'll get into this in just one moment. But before we do, let's go back to setting our delusional goal. So, you've decided that you want to exercise for one hour a day. The current situation is you don't exercise at all. You're pretty sedentary, but you think for your long-term health, exercising one hour a day will be good. Now is the time in the process where you need to check yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. A good way to check yourself is to ask yourself if you're setting this goal to feel good now or if you're truly setting it to benefit your long-term health and to feel good later. If you're in a rush to set up this habit, then it's probably because you're either trying to avoid some kind of negative feeling now or you're trying to use this goal as some kind of fantasy future perfect version of yourself and you're getting a little hit of dopamine. So what I mean by this is that if you think that exercising one hour a day will help you be a better version of yourself, whatever that means to you, a fitter version, a thinner version, a mentally stronger version, and you want this result immediately And you're in a rush to get there. It's because you don't fully love and accept who you are and where you are right now. This is a concept we'll cover in future episodes. But the idea is that if you're in a rush to achieve something, then you're going to set up an unrealistic plan to get there. And it's because you're trying to escape the negative feelings that you have about your current situation. And the other part is that if you're using your goal as a fantasy and you're enjoying that little dopamine hit, then your plan is going to be unrealistic or unsustainable for your current situation. You don't want a set of reasonable goals that build healthy habits that you can build up from because you're not actually thinking about what's best for you long term. You're just enjoying the rush of how it could be. So this is where the importance of setting up a minimum baseline comes in. A minimum baseline is the idea of setting a goal that seems so small that you know you can do it. And as a result, your brain tells you that it's stupid and it's not worthwhile. So for example, if your goal is one hour of exercise a day, then your minimum baseline may be 15 minutes of exercise a day or even just five minutes of exercise a day, and then just building up from there over time. Over the long term, it's way better for you to perform five minutes of exercise every day forever and ever until you die, even if you never do anything more than five minutes. It's better for you to do this than it is for you to never ever exercise at all, or to do one hour a day for a week or two, and then quit entirely. You're going to get so much more mental and physical benefit from five minutes of daily consistency over the span of your life than you will from those other two scenarios. But when you use your goals as a feel-good fantasy or an escape plan from your current situation, then you don't care about this and you don't care about what's actually possible or sustainable for you in this moment. What if instead you believe that building your new healthy habit is going to take as long as it's going to take, and that's okay. You'll know you are on the right track when this thought feels good to you and you don't feel a lot of resistance around it. So, let's talk about having a backup plan next. You are far more likely to succeed in establishing your healthy habit if you have a backup plan. Many of us veterinarians have unpredictable work schedules. Our shift ends at a certain time, but that doesn't mean that we are leaving the building at that time. Emergencies come in, clients are late, the schedule is overbooked, your colleague called out sick, your tech got bitten and had to leave to urgent care. Basically, something out of your control happened, and your plan fell apart. And then there'll be times when the schedule does run smoothly. You finish all your appointments and records for the day and you go home on time. For these days, this is your plan A, your ideal plan that you would love to follow. This is the plan for when life decides to cooperate with you. But then you also need to create plan B, your backup plan. This is the plan you follow when shit hits the fan, when life is not cooperating. And this plan doesn't just have to be used for the days when you get out of work late or you're covering for somebody else. It can be for any life event. Say, you suddenly find yourself caring for a sick child or parent, or maybe you're in the middle of buying a new house, or you're planning your wedding and the venue just fell through. Plan B, the backup plan, is just the most simplified, most doable version of the plan for when your life is being chaotic. So let's go back to our example. Your ideal plan is that you exercise one hour a day, and your backup plan is that you exercise 30 minutes three times a week, or maybe just twice a week, or maybe it's just 15 minutes a day, or maybe a quick 15 minute walk around the parking lot during lunch or at the end of your shift. You can even use your minimum baseline as your backup plan. And for those of you who are already using your minimum baseline as your ideal plan to help you develop and establish a healthy habit, it is perfectly okay to reduce what you're doing even further. However minimal it may seem, If your healthy habit is based on and built into your regular life, then when something goes wrong, or gets busy, or you get overloaded, you still need to have a step down option. So if your ideal plan is just starting with five minutes of exercise by walking around your block once a day, maybe your backup plan drops to just three times a week. Or maybe just sitting outside and breathing for five minutes and taking time to reconnect with yourself. No matter how simple your minimum baseline is, you can always have a backup plan for it. I am giving you permission to have a backup plan for it. As long as you have a plan and maintain it, it will be so much easier for you to get back into plan A and move forward when life starts to cooperate again. And this will keep you on track to establishing your healthy habit and honoring yourself because it won't have to be perfect. And you're not going to throw in the towel or fall off the wagon when life gets tough. You are going to make a plan ahead of time and decide how you are going to overcome your all-or-nothing perfectionist way of thinking while still maintaining your plan to create a healthy habit and while staying in integrity with yourself. Now, the one thing I want to caution you on is do not wait to establish your backup plan. Make your backup plan at the same time that you make your ideal plan. I know some of you are thinking, well, I'll just create my ideal plan and then when things go awry, I'll just figure out what works as a backup plan. Please, my friends, don't do this, because when life is not going smoothly and when you have to make a bunch of decisions, especially when you're already tired, when you're already overwhelmed, your brain is going to exhaust you. This relates to the concept of decision fatigue. There is a mental cost to constantly considering options and making a decision. And when your brain is already freaking tired from whatever is going on, you will not be able to negotiate with yourself. You will feel drained. You're just going to say fuck it, and then you're going to quit. And once you've stopped establishing your habit, it is going to be that much harder for you to get started again. And many of you may not even get started again. This is why you need to create your backup plan ahead of time. When you're suddenly getting stuck at work late, you're going through a breakup, your mother just died, your partner is out of town and you're functioning as a single parent for the week, whatever it is, you are already short on mental energy. You're not as focused. You're not thinking as clearly. And your brain is going to say, fuck this shit. So waiting until you're in it, and then trying to figure out a backup plan, when you're already so fatigued, is just not a good idea and it's not going to work. Deciding ahead of time what you'll do when plan A doesn't work prevents so much wasted energy. You've already made the decision. You've decided on the backup plan. You did this ahead of time. So there's nothing left for you to do except stick to it. Follow your backup plan. And if you've been thoughtful and considerate and compassionate toward yourself in establishing your backup plan, then you will more than likely be able to follow through. The alternative, which we are trying to avoid, is that you quit on yourself. You stop doing your healthy habit completely, and then you mentally beat yourself up for not being good enough and failing at it. The reason why creating your backup plan ahead of time and deciding on it works is because it requires you to do the self coaching that you need to do in order to make your backup plan a reality. Setting a backup plan ahead of time requires that you confront your perfectionism now, in this moment, in the present. It requires you to do the work on your all or nothing thinking ahead of time, so that you don't fall victim to it when you're mentally tired, and when your energy and your resources are low doing this when you have the mental resources to do so is a much better approach to dealing with all of the thoughts about being inadequate and being lazy and letting yourself off the hook and not being good enough and not trying hard enough, etc, etc, etc. When you don't set your backup plan ahead of time, then you will inevitably end up in a situation where life becomes uncooperative And you're busy, and you're stressed, and you're tired, and now you're supposed to somehow use even more mental energy to figure out what to do because you didn't decide beforehand, and you still have to find the energy to coach yourself through it and manage your mind about whether your backup plan is even good enough, or what you think you should do, and what's okay, and what you're going to make that mean about yourself. Isn't that stressful? That's why people just drop their healthy habits. However, if you set your backup plan ahead of time, then you get to work through all of your perfectionism and your all or nothing thinking and your inadequacy thinking and your tendency to judge yourself and to beat yourself up. You get to work out all of that shit now because now is when you're deciding on your backup. So now is when all those thoughts are going to come up. And now is when you're going to work on yourself and learn to manage your mind. You are going to do the thought work and the self coaching up front to believe that it's always better to do something rather than nothing. And you don't have to give up if it's not as perfect as you wanted. Imperfection and consistency are beautiful. You are not a fucking machine. You do not have to do everything perfectly. You deserve compassion. You deserve to give yourself grace. You deserve to show yourself kindness. You deserve to set yourself up with healthy, sustainable habits that are going to benefit you in the long run. You deserve a plan for success, one that will work in ideal times and a backup that will work when times get stressful. You do not deserve to quit on yourself. So that is what I want to offer you on creating healthy, sustainable habits in the face of a perfectionistic mindset. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I can tell you that this truly works, and it can change your life. If you're willing to put in the work to coach yourself and to overcome your perfectionism, you truly can create healthy, sustainable habits that will benefit you long term, and you will feel good while doing it. And if you'd like to receive help around these topics, like identifying a perfectionistic fantasy, rushing to escape your current reality, how to set up a minimum baseline, how to coach yourself around all or nothing thinking, all of it, I would love to teach you. Come join my coaching program, which is found on my website, www. DaringDVM.com. That's DaringDVM.com. I would love to help you with these concepts and to teach you how to create your healthy habits that allow you to live the life you want to live. I would also love it if you would rate or review this episode on Apple Podcast. By doing this, you're saying, hey, this shit is helpful, and I want to share it with others. Also, I'd be super excited if you follow me on Instagram at DaringDVM. Send me a DM or leave me a comment to let me know what you think and what you'd like to hear about next. Okay, my friends, I love who you are, and even more than that, I love who you are becoming. Dare to dream, take care, and I'll see you next week. If you love what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come check out the Dare to Dream coaching program. It's where you can get individual help applying the concepts to your own life. This is where you can learn new coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will up level your life even more. It's where I help other veterinarians who are struggling, just like I once was, to create and cultivate their dream life. Helping you is my favorite thing to do, and it will change your life, I guarantee it. Come join at www.daringdvm.com. That's daringdvm.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.